Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 34th edition of our program, which aired during the fourth weekend of August 2020, we noted the loss of the Iowa State Fair that month due to concerns about COVID-19. That loss goes far beyond blue ribbons, entertainment, and funnel cakes. Greg Edwards is CEO of Catch Des Moines, the entity responsible for enhancing convention and visitor experiences in Iowa's capital city. We spoke via Zoom on Monday, August 17. Well, obviously folks are missing a lot of things this year. This would be the week of the Iowa State Fair. What kind of an impact does the fair have on the central Iowa economy? We know that obviously the fairgrounds derives most of its revenue from the fair, but what about the outlying area? You know, Jeff, we um, last year put together an economic impact study on the Iowa State Fair, and the Iowa State Fair uh, brings in $110 million to our local economies. You're talking about people staying in our hotels, visiting our restaurants, shopping in our shopping centers, um, going to our local attractions. Just that dollar goes so many places during this 11 days of the Iowa State Fair. So it's a tremendous hit. And I know even if someone comes down for the day, they may have the fairgrounds as their destination point, but they're refueling. They may get a meal on the way in or out, as you say. And the number of people who come for multiple days or camp out and then are patronizing all sorts of shops, we just don't really realize how wide that circle is drawn. Yeah, that, that's so true. You know, we have over 13,000 hotel rooms in the metro and just about on every, both weekends of the fair anyway, our hotels are running in the 90% occupancy levels. Um, during the middle of the week, they fade out a little bit. They still stay very strong. So, you know, it is showing us that people are staying primarily multiple days. And if you talk to some of our major attractions around Des Moines, Adventureland, our zoo, our science center, all Living History Farms, all these great attractions. They'll tell you that this 11 days of the Iowa State Fair are their biggest days as well, which people are kind of amazed at because they think, well, if people are going to the fair, why would they want to go to Adventureland? But people go to the fair and they, they spend a few hours there and then they want to do other stuff while they're in the metro. A few years ago, and it's interesting you say that a few years ago, I was having a conversation with someone about when to do a certain exhibit. And one person said, well, avoid the fair. And the other person said, no, that is exactly when you want to do it. Because if, for example, there's a rainy day and you plan to be at the fair, well, you need something else to do. Or to your point, you may be coming for the fair, but two or three days worth includes going to the shopping center to pick up school clothes for the kids or school supplies, going to some of the other things. It's your big trip to Des Moines, and that's just off the books this year. So it's hard to calculate how much of that you're going to actually lose, I bet. It it really is. You know, it goes back to how many places that dollar goes, you know, and, and people should realize that it's not dollars going into my pocket or others. It, it also supports thousands of jobs. You know, not only the people that are working at the state fair, but the hospitality tourism industry in uh, Des Moines metro area supports about 26,000 jobs. Many of those folks are laid off right now and, and with not a lot of hope of coming back anytime soon. So, 
you know, it, it just has huge impact. Well, let's broaden it beyond the fair. You had a year full of various events. The last time we talked was around the time of the Iowa caucuses. That certainly was held in February, but it didn't take long. We got past the high school basketball and wrestling tournaments, and then your calendar got clear in a hurry. What are some of the things that come to mind in terms of tourism and events and conferences that just got wiped off the map, hoping that they can come back next year? Yeah, you know, you're so right. We started off the year just with a bang, you know. January's always been a pretty good month with a lot of the ag shows that we do here. Iowa pork producer, the big power farming show. Of course, then it went right into the Iowa caucus, which was a huge success um, as far as economic impact. And then COVID hit, you know, the second week of March. And uh, to date now, we've lost 262 events, conventions, meetings, sporting events, etc. had had a huge, huge uh, toll on us and what we do. We've been scrambling, just trying to find, you know, anything. We've done a couple um, softball tournaments, a fairly good-sized basketball tournament this summer, but it's far and few between. And, you know, the big thing that's really affecting our economy is the business travel sector. You know, so many of the large corporations here have got a halt on business travel right now. Not expected to see any upturn in that till perhaps um, first quarter of next year, if in fact then. You know, it's it's taken a huge toll on the on the whole economics of this state. In Des Moines, you get some halo from Iowa State University, whether it is from sporting events. Obviously, a football game that in a good year might bring 60,000 people in on a Saturday, and so you do get some benefit from that. The whole region does. That's just another layer of loss that you have to look to absorb, especially for some of your lodging and restaurant facilities. You better believe it. Yeah, you mentioned Iowa State, and Iowa State has a big toll on what happens here in Des Moines. The the football weekends and the hotels in Ames are all full, and we get a lot of the the overflow back down here in Des Moines. Um, another good example is the Iowa Speedway, which um, they have had a race or two, but with very limited capacity. And uh, the Iowa Speedway in Newton has huge impact on the Des Moines Metro as well. Although we saw some this summer, it's just not anywhere to the numbers that we used to have. So as your staff looks at how to generate more traffic, more interest in the Metro, Other than simply deleting things from the calendar, which is what you've had full-time work doing for the past six months, what can you do to either help preserve what's there for the rest of the third quarter and the fourth quarter this year and then getting into the next year? Is there anything much that you can do other than just continue working your plan for the future, hoping that at some point people will feel safe? Yeah, you know, we've, we've set up multiple task force out there with meeting planners, sports planners, talking to them, finding out comfort levels when they're going to be ready to get back into the meeting, sports business, things like that. And it is a huge unknown. That's one thing. The other thing, it's kind of a catch-22 because there's still a lot of people within your cities where you live that say, hey, why are you bringing all these visitors in? You know, we don't need this outside stuff. We're saying, for the economy, we need it. We got to get the economy going again. And they're saying, well, I don't know about bringing these outsiders in. Interesting, Jeff, that we hosted a, uh, it's called the Nike Tournament of Champions this summer, which was in July. 
It was scheduled to be in the McCormick place in Chicago. They ended up, obviously, they couldn't meet in Illinois. So they actually selected four different cities across the country, and we were lucky to land one of those. This was a three-week event, and every Wednesday through Sunday for three weeks, we had roughly about 1,000 people coming into town. It was a girls' basketball tournament, eighth grade to through high school. A lot of families. I mean, there were people literally from all over the nation that were here. It was interesting. It was held at the Iowa Event Center. It was also held up at the Iowa Tech facilities up in Ames, Iowa. But it, but it was a great event. You know, we all you had to wear masks when you went into the building and things like that. But the players weren't wearing masks. And to date, I have not heard of anybody walking away with the COVID pandemic thing. So kind of fortunate. But and, and so we're always scrambling to try to find out what else might be out there that we can get to happen here. We are booking a lot of a lot of nice pieces of business for late 21 and especially in 2022 and 2023, you know, conventions and things like that. But uh, it's that short term stuff that we're still scrambling to try to find. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that is where I wanted to close was how far out you book. People may know that a conference is coming, but they only hear about it perhaps when it's time to register. But that has had to have been on the books, and your staff has had to be making pitches and prospecting folks for two and three and more years in advance. How far out do you normally book, and what is the event that is the furthest out on the calendar right now? Our normal situation, for especially for conventions and major sporting events like NCAA stuff, they're booking at least two, three to five years in advance. We've got stuff on the books well out in the 2026 right now. One of the groups that comes to mind, which is still a tentative, but we feel pretty strong about, is the National Speech and Debate Tournament, which is a huge um, high school national speech and debate deal, brings in tens of thousands of kids from all over the country. So these big, big things really do book way out, just like in the big cities of Vegas and Orlando and places like that. Greg Edwards, CEO of Catch Des Moines, online at catchdesmoines.com. We spoke via Zoom on Monday, August 17, just as the Iowa State Fair was supposed to be in the heart of its annual run. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report, radio program, and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.